Turn to Isaiah chapter 52. We'll get started today. The book of Malachi says, Return unto me, and I will return unto you, says the Lord. This is my testimony. Praise God. I have returned to the God of my childhood, to the same simple faith as the child I once knew, like the prodigal son, I long for my loved ones, for the comforts of home. And the God I have proved. I have returned to the God of my childhood, to Bethlehem's grave, to the prophet's Messiah. It's Jesus to me, eternal deity. Yeah, 
of sin 
All of sin, all of sickness, all of poverty, and everything it can do to you into his body at one time. No wonder the soldier at the bottom of the cross said, my God, he had to be the son of God. And that's what the world thinks. Anytime you're in trouble, they blame it on God every time. But this time, God did put all the sickness and disease and, and sin and poverty on Jesus. He had to so you could be free today. He took your sin so you could be the righteousness of God. He took your sickness so you could be healed today. He became poor so you could be rich today. That's called the great exchange, praise God. And so we go into verse 1 of chapter 53. He says, Who hath delivered our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no commonness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus was not the most handsome man in the world. He was very common, very comely. When you looked at him, you would never think he was God. And my dear brothers and sisters, that's why his own family rejected him. And you're wondering, why does my family reject me? Because I'm a Christian now. I couldn't understand that. Man, I was doing right. And they still don't like me. I used to be a, a jerk. And, they, and I, they had reason not to like me then. But now I've turned over a new leaf. I, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm trying to do good. And they still don't like me. Well, I flip with them. Glory to God. I learned a long time ago not to try and, and please man. Like Melissa said. But please God. As long as you please God, everything else will work out. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now that word sorrows in the Hebrew is pain. So if you have a pencil there, put pain up above sorrows in your Bible. And he's acquainted with grief. In the Hebrew, that's sickness and disease. So put sickness and disease above grief in your Bible. Let's read it like this. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness and disease. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely, that's the strongest word you can, you can say in the Hebrew language. Surely, I'm going to assure you, there's no doubt about it. This is a fact. It's not a promise. It's a fact. Surely he hath borne our griefs or our sickness and diseases. Yes. And he carried our sorrows or our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Well, Peter picked it up and he says, With his stripes we were healed. Past tense. Well, if I were, I am. If I am, I is. Praise the Lord. Not going to be. I am healed now. Hallelujah. Some of you are still saying, God's going to heal me one day. When are you going to wake up to the fact that you're already healed? You're already healed just as much as you are saved. Praise God. If you're saved, you're healed. If you're healed, you're saved. Praise God. They're the same thing. One and one and the same. That's what salvation is all about. Salvation for your spirit. Salvation for your mind. Salvation for your body. Salvation for your finances. Glory be to God. He took it all so we wouldn't have to suffer. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before her shears is done. So he openeth not his mouth. Why didn't he open his mouth? If he had opened his mouth, he'd been delivered. And you and I would have went to hell. Amen. Amen. Thank God he didn't open his mouth. But you, he kept his mouth shut so we can boldly proclaim that the Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. I shall not fear. Praise God. We can boldly proclaim his word. We can boldly proclaim that by his stripes we're healed. We can boldly proclaim that I'm the righteousness of God. We can boldly proclaim, hallelujah, that he has made me rich. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. I like that phrase. For he was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? You see, back in that time when anybody was uh, going to be judged for something and they was going to have a trial about it. There'd be a crier going through the streets and and if they'd have done it right, there should have been a crier that night saying, if anybody here knows anything good about Jesus of Nazareth, let him come and declare it. If anybody here knows anything good about Jesus of Nazareth, let him come and declare it. But nobody would testify for him. And he died. But I'm here to declare this generation. How many of you know something good about Jesus? How many of you are, de- are willing to declare to this generation that he's king of kings, he's lord of lords? That he's, he saved you, he sanctified you, he's filled you with the Holy Ghost. He's healed your body. He's answered your prayers. Hallelujah. He's put your family back together. He's he's given you money when you had no money to pay that bill. Who shall declare his generation? Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Praise God. Verse 9, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. 
and thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. <clears throat> By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now go back to that middle, and, and to the middle of the verse there. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, in the Hebrew that's plural, deaths. Deaths. Now, see, when Jesus said, it is finished, that wasn't the plan of redemption. That was the Abrahamic covenant. There had to be a perfect physical sacrifice for the Abrahamic covenant to be fulfilled. But that only the plan of redemption was fulfilled. Jesus had to go into the heart of the earth three days and three nights and suffer, suffer all the pains of hell itself for you and for me. So we wouldn't have to go there. Go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. And let's start reading the sermon that, that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. I like Peter after he is filled with the Holy Ghost. Every now and then you'll read in the book of Acts where it says, and Peter stood up and preached the word. And Peter stood up and preached the word. And Peter stood up and preached the word. Peter would preach the word after he was filled with the Holy Ghost at the drop of a hat. If nobody dropped their hat, he'd drop a hat and preach. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Verse 14 says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. That's why I'm still seeing visions. I'm still young. <laughs> and all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I, I will show wonders of him in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon and the blood before that great notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as uh, ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I thought 
Jesus went into paradise because when he was hanging on the cross, he looked at the he looked at the thief and he said, "This day I will be with you in paradise." He didn't say today. He said, "This day, the day I'm raised from the dead, I will be with you in paradise." Hallelujah. See, no, Jesus was loose from the pains of death. There's no pain in paradise. He went into hell and, and suffered three days and three nights for you and for me, my dear brothers and sisters. And I can just see the devil now. I'm telling you, he thought he had Jesus for sure. And the Bible says that uh, this was a mystery hidden in God. For if the for if Satan, if the ruler, if the rulers of the darkness of this world had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. I guess not. It was a trick. It was a trap. He thought he had the Son of God for sure. He put it on a cross. Everyone had rejected him, and now he gets to take him and throw him into the bottomless pit of hell. Oh, can you imagine the party Satan and those demons had? Those three days and three nights. I mean the marijuana flowed like a river there. Oh we got the son of God at last. And after three days and three nights. Jesus comes alive again. The Bible says again he will be the first begotten. Jesus is not called the only begotten son of God. After he was raised from the dead. He's caused the first begotten of many brethren. Hallelujah. Well, if there's a first begotten, there has to be a second begotten, a third begotten, a fourth begotten, a fifth begotten. There was 3,000 born on the day of Pentecost. My number's in there somewhere. Your number's in there somewhere. Hallelujah. We're, we've been, we are made into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ himself. We are literally God incarnate on the earth. Can you imagine that? Can you grasp that? The same Holy Spirit that lived on the inside of Jesus when he was on the earth lives on the inside of you today. Hallelujah. And when Jesus comes alive, he, the the heavenly father looks down over the portals of heaven and after Jesus has suffered all the eternal pains of hell just in three days and three nights he says it's enough it's enough and the Holy Spirit begins to move down through hell itself and finds Jesus and Jesus becomes born again hallelujah just like you and I he became sin. He didn't sin, but he became sin so we could be the righteousness of God. Yes. And God can't look on sin. That's right. And that's why Jesus yelled from the cross, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? That's what he, he said, let this cup pass from me. That's what he was wanting to get out of. He had never, he had never, never been without God, his Father. Yes. But his relationship with God the Father was broken for three days and three nights so he could become sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Amen. 
And hallelujah. When Jesus was came alive again. Oh, glory to God. I could see that little devil just, I mean, his face turned white, man. He went running to his master, Satan, and, and he said, Satan, Satan, Satan. And I could see the devil now say, shut up, boy. Blah, 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 blah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Jesus! And about that time, Jesus comes out of that pit and all oh, the devil is so mad. He says, get him, boys. And every devil in hell attacked Jesus that day. But in just one fell swoop, Jesus flexed his spiritual muscles and sent every devil from one side of hell to the other. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he comes up to he comes up to Satan, grabs him by the nap of the neck, throws him to the ground, puts his heel on his head. Hallelujah. Glory. Remember in the book of Genesis, it yes. says, you'll bruise my heel, but I'll bruise your head, boy. And he stripped the devil of everything that he entrusted in. All his armor, all his weapons, all everything that Satan has, any kind of power, he stripped him of that power, praise God. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, he says, all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. Well, how did Jesus get that power? He took it from the devil. That's how he got it. That's how he got it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, you know, when Israel, when they would capture another country, the first thing they'd do is grab the king, put an iron chain around his neck, and lead him through his town. And they'd say, we got you. We got you, king. What you going to do now? That's exactly what Jesus did. He, he took Satan by the neck and he led him through hell itself. The Bible says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. He made a show that, of that, that day for those devils in hell. Hallelujah. Now, remember that the paradise section was right above hell then. It hadn't been transferred to heaven yet. And I can see all those Old Testament saints over there watching Jesus just whoop the devil up one side and down the other. Oh, can't you imagine little old David going, Woo, get him, Jesus, Lord of God. He never danced like he never danced before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when and after Jesus paid the price and whooped the devil, he went into that paradise section and he and he said, and the Bible says, having cap, captivity captured. Oh, let me see. I, I'm so excited. I can't I can't remember it now. All right. Okay, well, I didn't write it now. But he <laughs> but he he said. He, he made captivity captured. I, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Somebody see if you can find that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to let you find it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Jesus went into the paradise section and preached the gospel to all those Old Testament saints got them born again. And they and Jesus was the first one to be raised from the dead, but all the Old Testament saints came with him. Glory. Hallelujah. Even the last chapter of the book of Matthew talks about how those Old Testament saints were seen walking around Jerusalem. Amen. Right after Jesus was raised from the Glory dead. I know I've said this before, but boy, I, that ought to jerk the slack out of you when you hear a knock on the door one day and Uncle George is standing there and he's been dead for 10 years and he puts his finger in your face and says, you better get saved, boy. Amen. Amen. And he took all those Old Testament saints to heaven with him. The book of Psalms says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. That's talking about angels. Gates and doors are, are angels. Lift up your heads, all ye gates. Even lift them up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. The angels cry back, who is the king of glory? See, Jesus looked a whole lot different coming back home to heaven than he did when he left. The Bible says God is a fire from his loins up to his loins down. This time Jesus had on a human body. He was in a physical body. Praise God. And the angels didn't even recognize it. He said, who is the king of glory? He said, the Lord God mighty in battle. Hallelujah. He is the king of glory. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. He bore our transgressions. You know what transgressions are? That's our outward sins. That's, that's the ones we do that everybody can see. You know what iniquities are? That's our inward sins. That's our inward sins. Yes. The sins that nobody else knows about except God. That's right. You know what stripes literally mean? He said, by his stripes you were healed. You, want, you know what the definition of stripes is? Fellowship. With his fellowship, Glory. you are healed. Praise God. And that's why Jesus didn't want to go to the cross because he did not want to lose his fellowship with the Father. And you know, even history says that I, I read a I read a book a Chinese history one day a Chinese history book one day and even a Chinese history book says on April the 14th 30 AD that history book said that the sky turned dark as midnight between noon and 3 p.m. that day the whole world became dark because of what Jesus did for us. He was the dead of all the dead. You couldn't get any more dead than Jesus was. He was the sickest of all the sick. You couldn't get any more sick than what Jesus was. He was the brokest of all the broke. You couldn't get any more broke than what Jesus was. His passion left sick, lasted 60 whole hours. His body 
went through 12 hours of that. But his whole passion went through 60 hours. So my dear brothers and sisters, you have to make a decision today. Are you going to let Jesus die in vain? Are you going to receive what he's bought and paid for you with his own precious blood? And for you to stand there and say, I don't know if it's God's will to heal me or not. What You might as well just slap Jesus right in the face. How in the world can you say that after he's went through a literal hell for you? So you can be healed. So you can be forgiven. So you can be set free from your bondages today. That's why I love this sermon so much. Because if we don't know what Jesus did, we'll never be set free. And all we have to do is come and accept it. The work's been done. Everything's been bought and paid for by his precious blood. And I'm learning to use the blood of Jesus more and more all the time. I'm beginning to say in the name of Jesus and through his blood. And I call what I want to to be done. Be healed. Be whole. Be prosperous. Hallelujah. That's how you bless people. This whole business about God bless you. (laughs) That's just religion. No. Let's Let's let Jesus get involved in our blessings. Thank you, Jesus. And when we, when we leave one another today, I'll just say in the name of Jesus and through the blood, be whole, be well, be sane. Glory. Instead of just saying, God bless you, be prosperous. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. You remember Spark? <laughs> be well and prosper. Amen. Why not? Why not? He just left out the name of Jesus. Let's just add that to it. Praise God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together today. Thank you so much for your word. How can we thank you enough? How can we love you enough, Father? Oh, oh, we worship and we just praise you today. Oh, Father, if there's anyone here today that, that needs a touch from you, that they've heard the word, that they know what you've done for them. Oh, Father God, help them to reach out and and touch you today, Father God. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Let's all stand today. Let's all stand and and let's let's, uh, say this prayer together. Say, oh God in heaven, I accept your love and forgiveness for my life right now I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God that he died on Calvary's cross and was raised from the dead for my salvation Jesus be my Lord forgive me of all my sin I renounce my past life with sin and with Satan. And I make Jesus 
Lord, over everything, over my spirit, over my mind, over my body, over my finances, over my social life. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free today. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise and honor and glory in the house of God today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. And don't forget about our 